astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Oh my gosh. So we are like at the end of 2021. I was almost about to say 2022 since we've been doing so many recordings, and like we keep saying 2022, 2022. We're at the end of 2021, and we thought we had a topic for today. Yeah, Yeah, we did. Yep. And then I think... You know, there's so much going on with, we had the full moon in Gemini on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Venus went retrograde yesterday. Mm-hmm. We move into Capricorn season already tomorrow. Right. We're gearing up for that last Saturn Uranus square here on the 24th. And yes. then Jupiter's going to finally move back into Pisces on December 28th. So that's, a, that's a lot of activity <laughs> that, you know, particularly at a time of year where, I don't know, people are fatigued, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. no, I know it's the end. It's the it's end of the, the end, end. You know, um, um, and so we decided, why don't we talk about the winter solstice? <laughs> maybe more so. Yes, and I was inspired. I was inspired by uh, Bev, a friend and listener to the podcast, and I thought, you know, yeah, maybe more people want to know more about this winter solstice. Yeah, I just talked to her this morning. She sent me a text, and uh, I thought, oh my gosh, driving over, I thought, you know what, maybe that's a good idea. Yeah, even last night, um, someone had asked, like, oh, what are your plans this upcoming week? And um, I was like, well, this year is a little bit different because we're um, celebrating Christmas early um, since my brother and sister-in-law will be Mm -hmm. heading back home. Right. And um, But I'm like, oh, Saturday we're celebrating the solstice. And I could see that the reaction was a little like, oh, what's that? Mm. Where that's something that I think you've shared this years ago, but... Right, you guys have celebrated the solstice every year except for one year. Yes, for that what? was the year we went to New York. Okay, over the holidays. Okay, right before the ho- right over the solstice, we were in New York City. But how many? Two thousand five, it was. But that, that you didn't celebrate it. <laughs> yes, but yes. How many consecutive years then have you done it, with the exception of? Well, you have to think about that because we did our first one in nineteen eighty-two. Okay, so we were new. Years. We were new to Las Vegas. We had just gotten here in that June, so we'd been six months here, and twenty uh, years next year. You know, nineteen years. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, uh, yeah, Keep going quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is that you know, we and we wanted, um, and we were with new people, people that you know, we weren't even sure what all their beliefs were, and we were astrologers, and said, well, let's do a solstice gathering, and you know, it's amazing. At the time, it was like a novel, such a novel idea. People weren't even a comfortable with the term solstice Mm. they really hadn't thought about it there wasn't much in the media about it though in the 80s right i would assume not. there was not (laughs) i mean yeah i'm telling you there wasn't now it's very common you know on a local weather forecast oh the solstice is coming you know it's used people recognize it the term so maybe if, if someone's listening not understanding what the solstice is right exactly so the solstice does signal the beginning of Capricorn season right so. and traditionally winter correct right that we see that 
the concept is that for the northern hemisphere in particular, the sun of how where it is in the sky is actually at that date on uh, December 21st. Uh, it's going to be hanging directly above the Tropic of Capricorn. Now, I don't know if you had much geography growing up. We used to have a geography class and more of the, those rigid sciences. And we always saw the Tropic of Capricorn and Tropic of Cancer on the globe. Yep. Like, I what are they? Exactly. Are they lines? Are there lines there? No, that's just a point on the map that, you know, that signals when we have these change of seasons. So the summer solstice, the sun hangs over the Tropic of Cancer. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, the point is, in our world, we have less light. Or we say we have a short day, meaning right. daylight. And when you're saying in our world, you're meaning... We're like... in the northern hemisphere, right. yes. <laughs> right. Okay. So days seem to be shorter. It's dark when you get up. It's dark when you get back home again. Mm-hmm. And there's this sense of, let's face it, a little bit depressive. Right. I remember, you know, Bill, my husband, just continually hated it, getting up in the dark and coming home and being in the dark. Felt like he was missing everything. Right. No, particularly when you go into a building with no windows True. <laughs> right true yeah well i mean i think if we take it back with the idea of the solstice you know there was some thoughts like the ancients were concerned of like could it get any darker are we going to survive oh yeah. um, the world is ending right right say, on, even on a higher level are we losing our way our vision mm-hmm. or our source of energy and i think a lot of people can relate to that where it's five o'clock and you're ready to snuggle into bed right Exactly. And it's like, oh, no, no plans after mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after it gets dark. Yeah, no, we, we had dinner last night. We had a family dinner last night, and we got everything done, dishes off. We were done, and I looked at the clock and expected it to be like 8 o'clock. Yeah. And it was 6 p.m. I know. It was 6 p.m., and I thought, oh, my God, night's young. We've just begun, yeah. you know. And anyhow, we had a lovely time afterwards chatting away. But the point was, it was a signal. My, my internal clock was saying, okay. You know, the night's over now. <laughs> sure. So I think most people can relate to that idea of feeling maybe a little bit more depressed. I think seasonal depression is kind of right. the, it, the term that is being used more um, now for that. Um, so I thought we could share today maybe just some of the ways that we've celebrated the solstice over the past 20 years um, to give people ideas about how they might celebrate the solstice or it could be something of a tradition that they could start. Yeah. You know, I'd like to insert before we go down that path, the idea that, you know, two of the major Christian holidays, Mm -hmm. you know, are tied in with the solstices or the equinoxes, right? I should put it that way, give both of them. The Christmas, interesting, is planted very close to the winter solstice. Right. And then we have Easter, which is always kind of planted close to the spring equinox. And, you know, let's face it, Christmas is about birth. Right. Right. That's what we're celebrating, the birth of. Right. And that's kind of winter solstice. We're in the dark, mm-hmm. kind of like the seed. We're in the womb. In the soil, you know, just being planted. Right. Um, and, of course, Easter is fun, right? Right. It's where we break out and, you know, things are looking up, so to speak. Right. So we're at a point where of darkness, that's the point. And isn't Easter, is it the first Sunday after the kickoff of Aries season or it's the first Sunday after the full moon in Aries or yeah. it's it's related yeah. to it ties back to some astrology oh, or some oh yeah, absolutely type. yeah that's a whole topic in itself right. again another some yeah. stumble across these things but um, the point is that you know it is you said you know how we celebrate well it's interesting because you think 
well, I, we're so depressed. How could? Why would we be <laughs> celebrating? Right? right? That doesn't seem like it could even be a one-person celebration. <laughs> well, but the idea is because that there's a need to touch, there's a need to connect, mm-hmm. right? Usually, when you're fearful, it's you know it really helps if someone's with you. You're less fearful. True. If you're by yourself, you're very fearful. Two people, okay, not quite. And if you get three or four or five or six, all of a sudden, it's a party almost. Right. So there's a need to gather. Well, and even if we go back to kind of the tradition of Christmas lights mm-hmm. or just lights, you yeah. know, but I want you to think of like the string of lights mm-hmm. um, or inflatables that right. are now really yes. popular is like those are lifting the spirit, right? If you Absolutely. walk, if you drive down your dark um, street, but then all the houses are lit up, then it's like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun, right? It just create it shares that magic. It shares that uplifting energy. Um, and even with the inflatables, like it just, it, you're literally it's buoyancy, yeah. buoyancy. It's offsetting maybe where we are kind of in our heads at this point of darkness, darkness, darkness. So just man in general, using mankind, man, yeah. you know, has said, okay, let's put up lights. Right. Right. Counteracting. Counteracting. Dark. I mean, we could, we could go to the summer solstice and think, okay, sitting out in the hot sun, where do you want to be? You want to be in the shade. You're going to go to the opposite. True. You're looking for the coolness. You want to get under the umbrella. Yeah, you're looking well, for the Well, we're at the opposite point. We're trying to seek out light. It makes us happy. Yeah. And it does something spiritually to us. I agree. Right? We put lights on our house for the first time this year. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm contributing more to the community by doing that. Well, and then this is just, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but it's interesting. I think the first year, enlightenment. Yeah. Enlightenment. True. Bring us some light. Bring True. us some enlightenment. What a good, you know... The, this idea about putting an intention behind, mm-hmm. I assume most people, if you're going to string lights, you've already strung them. Probably. You've already got them up and yeah. everything. But in case you haven't, in case you haven't, you know, bring out a string of lights, <clears throat> you know, put them on the table or the wherever appropriate, the mantle, you know, um, on a plant, you know, and set the intention of enlightenment, bringing up the spirits of the room. Yeah. It certainly does. Absolutely. And, and, uh, one of your big things, I'm sorry, now getting back to what you mm-hmm. had suggested yeah. earlier that let's talk about how to go about celebrating or what maybe could you do mm-hmm. on the solstice to bring greater meaning to yeah. it. You know, your number one idea, I think, is always candlelight dinners, right? Yeah. So when they're hearing this, I think they're going to have one day to prepare for this party. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't require yeah. a party, yeah. but it does require light. Yeah. Yeah, so I think a cut maybe two years ago, I think when we were doing these type episodes on like our Facebook Live or mm-hmm. uh, maybe it was on the podcast last year, I can't remember, but we did suggest doing like a candlelight dinner right. and the idea of kind of shedding some light on. And um, the other thing with that, which I think we just need to throw in is, you know, New Year's Eve gets the 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 brunt mm-hmm. of that's when we start putting in um, resolutions for right. New Year's Day yes, and the right. next 365 days. But if we wanted to go to something a little bit more in tune mm-hmm. with uh, the planets or the the earth, however you want right. to, you know, word that, 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 that uh, the solstice would actually be a great time to start setting those intentions. Oh, absolutely. It's in darkness. I mean, again, this is a... 
in, back in the days where I did a lot of feng shui on site, I used to have a cure, and it's still a valid cure today, mm-hmm. uh, of taking a seed. I'd tell them to go get, go to the grocery store and buy a bag of dried beans. Yep. Then I'd tell them to soak the bean in water for mm-hmm. three days. Okay, so we don't have three days now because they're sure. hearing it late. But the idea, you know, the idea was to soften the outer shell and then to literally take that bean, kind of soaked, waterlogged mm-hmm. a little bit, and go outside and to, you know, bury it an inch in the ground. Well, yeah. again, if you're in cold weather, that's not a real do thing, but maybe have a pot or yeah. something. The idea was not to grow it. Okay. It was not to grow a bean plant, you know. Right. No, the, the intention was to soften the outer shell, to let the seed out, mm. to grow something. So kind of like to help people get out of their rigid mindsets? Yes. Okay. Right, or to overcome something that they thought that's just the way it is. Right. Right? Let's have a breakthrough. Let's have, let's have some wiggle room that maybe there's another way. Right. By the way, I would recommend that cure for anyone who's up against an obstacle. Mm-hmm. I mean, just happens that we're talking the winter solstice and we're talking about the idea of darkness and the idea of seed in the ground, totally dark, no light getting to it. How's that seed going to survive? How's it going to get grow, change, right? Absolutely. So you can kind of, you, you, we play off of, you know, just facts that we know. So if we go back to that idea of the candlelight dinner, mm-hmm. um, the idea of like sharing what your intention is for the next 365 days you yeah. can do that um even if the candlelight dinner is just by yourself or um if you don't even have candles if you have just those um oh, battery the big, operated yeah, the big candles yeah absolutely C- candles absolutely um and you know understand those uh, celebrating the religious side of the holiday yeah we, this is what we naturally do put a little light in the manger scene mm-hmm. you know one of those obviously uh what would you call them the uh the electric the the battery battery operated one something safe you know put it in the manger type of thing have a glow it's it's there's something very healing about that i think we might have suggested that last time too about like putting some light on something in the home Mm -hmm. that maybe you need clarity on Mm -hmm. so that could be something like oh i left the lamp on in my office like on my desk because i wanted some enlightenment about like maybe where to transition from a career standpoint. Mm-hmm. That's just an example. That's not my example. But, Or you put a, a little candle, probably a battery-operated one, in front of a family member that needs some enlightenment. Yeah, It kind of takes on some of the feelings of, like, the new moon, how we, you know, put things out into the right. light, like shed light on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could just raise the vibration around. You can also think of it as a halo. You're putting a halo mm-hmm. around something, protection, right? I like that. So that's a good one. But even, let's get very, you know, materialistic here. You know, money. Mm. You know, you could just, you know, maybe someplace where you keep money in the house, you know, put a little, a little candle there by it. You know, again, all the, the fake stuff, you know, it means a fake light. So yeah. a safety, 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 obviously. Mm-hmm. But the idea is, or putting, you know, put, put some money on the counter and just put a little flickering light by it. Yeah. And set the intention of looking for ways to manage my money. Or to attract more money. So if we think back to all the parties that you've had for the solstice, do you have um, like one that sticks out, whether it was like the theme or maybe a breakthrough that you had at one of the solstice parties? Because, I mean, obviously I grew up with them, so yeah. I have memories from 
you know, five and six years old to like teenage years to like coming back as an adult. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly, exactly. Well, I'll tell you number one, which I always find kind of an odd, maybe an odd thing, is that after the solstice parties, I never vacuum. Okay. I never vacuum. I wait maybe two or three days before I vacuum. Now, okay. needless to say, we have a very nice group of people come in. No one's throwing things down. Sure. You know what I mean? There's no big messes, so to speak, to clean up. But the idea is I always felt that everyone came with such good spirits and intention. Because they were coming to the solstice, yeah. and we had, oftentimes, we had a little activity of some sort, which yeah, we'll talk always, about, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and everyone left in such good spirits. I didn't, they, let, they left their good energy behind. Mm. And so I thought that was always funny, that I never wanted to vacuum, you know. I oh, mean, yeah. I would put, every, I put all the dishes away and all that stuff, I disassemble things. That. But yeah, not... Yeah, would not vacuum. So that's interesting. But we had a couple of themes that, uh, and I, I really like the one we're doing right now. Yep. Um, you know, we're based out of uh, the Las Vegas area, um, and Burning Man is a festival that they do up in northern Nevada. I've never been to it, but it's ob- obviously, every people have heard about this idea of burning something in effigy. Well, we have adapted that one, and I think that has been very profound. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, everyone writes, we pass out cards, and then they write down something that they want to release or let go of. Or or something they're open to. Yeah. You know? And then we hang it on like a dead tree. A dead branch, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a full tree. No, but, it's not a full tree. You, you know, <laughs> like bonfire <laughs> yeah. in the backyard in Henderson. Um, yeah, no, it's like... Yeah, we have a little fire pit, and then yeah. we anchor it in the fire pit. And so, you know, maybe it stands, what, four feet tall, maybe, mm-hmm. something like that. And then we, you know, we I think we've tied on strings onto these little cards. And people have set their intentions. It's not, no one shares. We don't ask anyone to say what they're releasing or what they're looking for. And then, you know, everyone stands around, and we just really all watch the fire yeah. burn. Yeah. It was it's such a, a cool experience. I was inspired by, um, uh, uh, I actually went to D.C., and uh, one of the museums there did a hosting of, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, uh, how should I say, they did a, they honored the whole, all the pieces of Burning Man, um, and they had interactive experiences you could have there, and one of them was to go into this large room and to get a thin piece of wood, and you could write your intention on it. Okay. And then, at the end of the show, when they were going to close it down, all that was going to be burned. Oh, okay. And that's what so inspired me. Oh, I remember the pictures of that. Exactly. So when we came back that year, I said, that's what we're going to do. Mm. It fits very well. Because yeah. it's light, it's fire. Right. And that's what everyone needs at this point. So that's why the fireplace is a big deal. Of course, we have cold climates, and that fits perfectly with those types of things. But fire is it. But there was one other one that really was um, unusual in that we uh, usually had a potluck format. Mm-hmm. So people all brought a dish, and I asked them to to bake or cook their dish, whatever it was, with intention, with yep. an intention. And they had to tell us or write it on a card by that dish. So let's just say you're looking at a dish of baked beans. And then there was a tag off that dish so that it was baked with the intention of, and then prosperity. Yep. So these were now the prosperity beans. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else, you went to the scalloped potatoes, and those were the, uh, you know, those were the kindness potatoes. And yeah. so we had fun that year. 
Yeah, some people quite literally baked a word into yeah. the food. I think there was like a lasagna and there was yeah. like a word spelled out with olives on it. Yeah. Um, I, I remember Love, that I think it well. was a love that oh, she had right. spelt out. Yeah. And we also did one where it was like the gift of words. Mm-hmm. So um, everyone brought something that they wanted to share with the group and we put it all like in a... I don't know. Everyone maybe kept their words, but then everyone's name was in a hat. And so you had to draw a name and then get their words from them and then read it out loud. Mm-hmm. And it could be something that was like funny or just poetry. Inspirational. Yeah, yeah. It was everything. Yeah. But I mean, that was like, it was, that was pretty powerful because I mean, I think there was probably like 20 something people there Yeah, and everyone was quiet and was like listening, you know, very intently to the words being spoken and it was yeah. just interesting how the party could go from so lively and, oh my gosh, it's been so long since we've seen you and just so much right. catching up. And then everyone was uh, very attentive to what was going on. And most people felt that the words that they had chosen randomly, mm-hmm. you know, had some deeper meaning, more so than even maybe some of us listening to the words. Right. And then, of course, then there was some sharing about what that meant to them, what that it meant to them or what it, where it took them. Yeah, almost like a tarot card pull or something almost where they like felt that. like those the words that they needed to recite or say mm-hmm. out loud. I think the whole thing here is to put some meaning into, and I'm going to say the evening because it's dark, right? Yep. Put some meaning into the evening and just a, a quiet, just toning people down with candlelight or dimmered, mm-hmm. right? That yep. immediately generally calms people down. True. True. There's some other big things that have happened. I mean, I, I like your idea of the new year and setting some intentions, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, but I was amazed uh, when I did a little research that, do you realize that the pilgrims, I didn't know that I knew this, that they arrived at Plymouth on December 21st Mm-mm. of 1620. Wow, I didn't realize that. Well, you know, when you think about it, and again, we're not going to get into that who was here first thing, yeah. okay, because we understand that's open for discussion but they came we do know the pilgrims came mainly they say if we believe what history says to worship freely Mm. that's what 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 an intention was that right to on the land that you where you so i would encourage people watering that idea down take seriously what people are saying to you around the 21st what you're being introduced to Right, because if we think of it as that new beginning, yeah, right, and the idea of the darkness of not even knowing maybe the potential of what this could be, mm-hmm. you know, so that could even just be saying say yes instead of no, just kind of being open to new oh, that's opportunities. A good one. Yeah, say yes to something new. Anyhow, I thought that's that probably really struck me. There's another one more scientific in nature that happened in 1898 when uh, Pierre and Marie Curie they discovered radium. Mm. on that date. Okay. I, don't, I actually don't have the date. It was on the solstice, though. Okay. And that ushered in the atomic age. Yeah. So they discovered something or went, I don't know, again, went public with it. I don't know how things worked back then. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> but the idea is, wow, that could be the toehold to your future. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's sometimes when you don't have a lot of light, when you're in darkness, it has a tendency and there's quiet. There's a tendency to hear things that you, and see things that you don't normally see or right. hear. Right. 
And then my last one is the, a space one, which I thought was fascinating. Again, December 21st, now of 1968, Apollo 8 uh, that launched. And that was the first, becoming the first crewed, crewed moon mission. So uh, again, that was a major step. Yeah. So again, we could also now take that and go, well, what's in our headlines? I would watch the headlines mm-hmm. around, you know, today, tomorrow. What's what's signaling our future? What's yeah, gaining a toehold here? Because <laughs> these things wouldn't be seen, obviously, the very next day. It's not like you would immediately say, oh, yes, I can see that on December 22nd, 23rd. You know, no, these are things that are bigger, but True. that reshape our society. I know, because I'm thinking last year when we were talking, we were talking about the Jupiter and Saturn uh, conjunction that was happening. I think it happened on December 20th last year. Yeah, that's right. So interesting because that was a big, that was a big deal as well. Yeah, when this year we have Saturn squaring Uranus. Right. Which, now this is the third, you know, and I want to clarify something here. That's the third square, the third connection mm-hmm. between the two of them. But, you know, that's probably going to hold, that last one is probably going to really dominate 2022. Right. It's not think, like it's, okay, now we're done with it. No, and I think once, um, I can't remember if we discussed this last time about if we had to give like two words to describe Uranus, Saturn, mm-hmm. that we would say cancel culture. Did oh. we talk about that? Gosh, I don't know that we did. But... I know me and you talked about it, but I can't remember if we like right. recorded it. But the idea is is Saturn is what has always been. right. And Uranus is the untraditional, the unexpected. The cancel part of it. It is the cancel (laughs) part of it. Right. And so, again, whether you agree with it or not, or you've seen things that are canceled, that you're like, I can't believe that's canceled. But it's tested the structure, Mm -hmm. and we've gone back to how was this founded? What was the intention behind it? Where did this originate from? That's the Saturn piece, and Uranus is saying, I'm going to poke holes in you know, it. Just look to see how I was, had to be careful saying, oh, the pilgrims arrived. Oh, the first they came and they were the first ones and all this right. stuff. And, and totally dismissing, oh, that the Indians were here, right? Right, right. <laughs> So, I mean, just how it affected how I speak. Right. I'm more enlightened. I'm more aware. That's Uranus squaring Saturn. Sometimes right. we all think, oh, my God, they're going to blow up a building. Or something, we're going to come under attack. You know? I know. It can be much more subtle. Um, yeah, but it's affected my brain just in that instance. Yeah. But okay, how do I say that? Absolutely. Yeah, no, even I did um, an episode on for a YouTube channel, and we were, I was talking about 2022 predictions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole Pluto return came up. You know, mm. and there was just some questions like, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? You know, and I'm like, we're, we're already seeing... We're already seen it, and, and there can be such small storylines, but we don't understand how it's going to change the narrative in the long run. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think, too, the other reason that we're talking about that Uranus-Saturn, uh, obviously we have that last third hit of it, but um, once Mars activates that point, I believe it's February or March, mm-hmm. you know, it could mm-hmm. be the bigger story coming out of it. Yeah. I think that the whole goal here is to kind of embrace um, the darkness, Embrace yep. the concept of darkness. It is a rebirth. It's a rebirth for the earth, right? We know the focus goes from the flowers and the leaves. Now the energy reverses, right, in, in plants. Now the energy goes into the root system. Right. And so you can't, it's hard to judge. 
just like someone at home preparing to pass a test that they're going to become a lawyer or the bar or something of that nature, you know, you don't get a lot of fanfare over that they're home studying, right? right? That's, that's the solstice, winter solstice energy. It's all going on under the surface. What are you preparing yourself for? What are you grounding yourself for? And I think that's great for if you are feeling that kind of that seasonal depression, mm-hmm. again, whether it's just extremely mild, maybe it just mm-hmm. happens one or two days where, oh my gosh, you know, right. it feels like it's nine o'clock and it's five o'clock. I think maybe just think like, this isn't a, this isn't a problem. Right. I'm actually just kind of working behind the scenes on things or just lay in bed and think of some intentions of right. how to use that, that new energy. Absolutely. And usually those couple days, I don't know, before Christmas, if, if you're, you know, actively celebrating mm-hmm. that day, you know, those can be madhouse 48 hours. And I do think there's a growing number of people that go, okay, enough is enough. Right. I'm I done. Agree. I'm done. I've par- I attended how many parties? I've given <laughs> gifts. I've eaten too much already. Yep. You know, that usually there's a little bit of a sobering up that takes place, I think. Yeah, and I think we've used this example many times, but maybe we'll just kind of leave it on this note mm-hmm. just because we do move into Capricorn season um, tomorrow, is that Sagittarius is the arrow. It's the arrow mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it goes at lengths. So we have, we've partied a lot, we've eaten a lot, there's been a lot of indulgences, and here comes Capricorn, which is ruled by um, Saturn, I guess I didn't say that. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, which is mm-hmm. the expansion, mm-hmm. the opportunity, right. which we've seen here from mid-November to mid-December. Uh, here, we're moving into a Saturn energy as Capricorn moves in, and Saturn's the discipline. He's the authority. Mm-hmm. He puts a lot of structure, and that's where we see things like New Year's Day, where I'm not going to eat this. I'm going to go to the gym this amount of times. I'm going to call my parents every now, whatever. Right. So the Sagittarius season, that excess is wearing off. Yeah. 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 And be okay with it. Right. Be okay with that somber reflection. (laughs) Well, be okay with that. I, some quiet, some peace from some darkness, but true. You know, it it is the new beginning. It is. It's more of the new years than probably January one is (laughs) except for the sales. Maybe I don't know. know. Right. Right. Um, okay, well, we want to wish um, all of our followers a very happy solstice. Um, if you celebrate Christmas, very Merry Christmas to you. Um, happy holidays to everyone, and thank you so much for uh, listening to us. We will be back next week talking about Capricorn season. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay, take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.